The mind rests on the body just as the body rests on the cushion or chair or floor. Awareness knowing there is a body. Full body awareness. Finding the most predominant sensation of the breath in the body. Maybe it's at the abdomen. Air element pushing. A wordless awareness. Knowing the sensations. Use a very soft mental note. That will help you stay connected. Rising, falling. But if you're connected, it might not be necessary. some stability of mind, some stability of attention. We can open up the field to other sensations in this body. Maybe earth element, sensations of solidity. Hardness. Density. Sensations of water element. Mouth saliva. Dryness or wetness. Or fire element, temperature, coolness or heat. Resting the attention on the anchor until another body sensation asks our attention.
When thinking arises, just note thinking, thinking. Gently coming back to the anchor. Letting go of concepts whenever possible. Just getting as close as we can to the bare experience. The air element in breath. If there is feeling tone or pleasant sensations that are present, just knowing pleasant sensation. There is unpleasant feeling tone, just knowing unpleasant. possible, move in closer to the unpleasant, to see its component parts, this, noticing aversion,
Setting an intention for kindness. May I be kind with this body. Our mind wanders, just gently bring it back to our anchor. We might check into our effort level. Is there sloth and torpor in the mind? Too little effort? Or is there striving and clinging in the mind? Too much effort? Just resting on a nice balance of being present. Something is always being known, a receptive knowing what is being known right now. Not clinging and not denying.
We anchor our attention in the breath where it's most predominant in the body. Or we can hold the breath in the whole body. The body, air element, it's breathing.
there is sleepiness or drowsiness in the mind, just holding that with loving awareness. Sleepiness is like this. Worry or restlessness. Wanting something different. Awareness knows wanting is like this. Coming back to rest in the body. All of it, not perfect, not personal, not permanent. In these last minutes of our sit, we can recommit to our wholesome intentions. May I be present for this heart and mind and body with loving attention. May I be present now.
So we have a few minutes for questions of any of us before a few announcements and questions. Yes? Yeah, right. That's a great question. The question, well, the comment was um, they appreciated the comment about um, that judging is just the next thing to see, right? That's a mental factor that's arising and we're knowing, oh, judging is present. And that it's not personal. And it's helpful to know that it's not personal. We didn't invent judging. Our whole economic system is based on judging. <laughs> you should look like this. You should have that. And uh, the question is, what is personal? That's a great question. What is personal? Awakening is personal. Being towards profound intimacy is personal. Up to us. I mean, that's one of the pr- the greatest. My one of my greatest uh, learnings of the path is that <clears throat> we can always blame other people and other things for everything. But, you know, we have to put on our slippers because we can't carpet the world. You know, we have to have a sense of well-being and we have to espouse our values in a way that isn't dependent on anybody else. I'm sure my fellow teachers have something to add. No? So we have to do our work And do it with love, though. I mean, we can offer ourselves as much love and as fulfilling love as we would expect from anybody else. And then when we see our own frailties and lacks, it's so much easier to accept them and other people as well. You know? It's okay, Bonnie. You know, one of my teachers, actually, right now, I'm really loving sitting with this uh, one monk in the um, Theravada tradition. His name is Ajahn Suchito. And he'll definitely be on my list at the end. And he always says, you know what he said to me? He shook his finger at me. And he said, Bonnie, you know what your problem is? You don't give enough authority to chitta, which was my heart and intuitive awareness. And it was so excellent for him just to tell me. Because, you know, I use my brain for a living, you know. I'm a college professor. And a lot of us I know are just big geeks like that. I think all of us, most of us. And just to let that go and say, thank you so much thinking, but you're so useful, but not now, not now. And he instructed me to actually ask my heart, ask our intuitive awareness, what is needed now? or what is happening now, and not to let our thinking mind answer that question. That was really an excellent instruction to me. Yeah. Thank you for that question. Yes?
How to, uh, so did you hear the question, what do we do when we're in the midst of crisis? When crisis hits, when we lose a beloved family member or friend or if we're in financial crisis or health crisis or relationship crisis, what is the best way to hold it? Do you want to offer something? Um, I would first let go of the idea that your reservoir is going to be full or needs to be full to deal with the crisis. It might be. Probably won't be, to be honest. Um, even You might have a crisis in the middle of the retreat and it may never be full enough, right? But you know something. You have some access. You, we always have some innate capacity to be aware, to know. And, you know, we practice, as you pointing to, for that to be more available. And it will be imperfectly available. You know, at times you'll be amazed, you know, you might be on the gurney being wheeled into surgery for an emergency procedure, and you might be amazed how much the, your training in mindfulness of breath allows you to have ballast and balance and that training of your mind, of, of watching the mind freaking out about the future catastrophes that never happen comes in mind and you can unhook and you can just be with your breath and that's deeply calming and regulating to your nervous system. That may be available. Much, much more likely to be available if you practice. If you don't practice, it's a much more of a risk for when crisis happens. So you could think of this as um, crisis insurance. It's not going to stop the crisis from happening, but will probably give you much more resources. Presence, awareness, kindness, unhooking the proliferating mind, uh, learning how to ground in your body. Right? But these take time, you know. And um, so it's, it's not a... It's, life isn't linear and we can't guarantee just because you do a ton of practice that that will be available, but it'll be most likely more available. Right? And even if you've done very little practice, we still all have innate capacity for presence, for uh, being with what's true, and for drawing on the capacity of the heart to meet something with kindness. And life will inevitably, whether it's crisis or not, life will, life will lean on us to stretch that capacity. And sometimes we can surprise ourselves by how much resources we have, whether it's through meditation or a whole number of other things. Right? But I guess the invitation for all of us is to deepen that training of the mind and heart so, you know, in the tradition, meditation's a preparation for death. That's the ultimate crisis. And it is a preparation for death. And so the more that we are willing and able to meet the truth with awareness, with non-reactivity, with kindness, that is, I couldn't think of a greater life skill than that. So. I have one more thing, too, and that is... Um, <clears throat> If you're coming to see more clearly the nature of all of the catastrophes in our life, congratulations, because that's an insight. <laughs> that's an insight into dukkha, into unsatisfactoriness. So that's actually something that we really do want to see, because that is thought to be a motivator for practice. It makes us want to have the resources to be able to open to that in a way that, you know, we can be empathetic to the world and to ourselves. So that's an insight. If you're seeing that, that's, good. that's actually good. Sometimes when uh, I teach long retreats and people come in sobbing, like life is just so difficult. I say, congratulations. <laughs> You just had a profound insight in the nature of being a human, of being a sentient being.
And it's interesting because in response to that, compassion can arise. It's so interesting and compassion actually feels good. It's like holding the whole catastrophe in some wisdom and awareness. One more question. Well, we'll do two more questions, but anyway. (laughs) So um, the question was, can we speak to the uh, nature of subjective or objective truth? That is so interesting that you would ask that because all of us have been reading this one article by Bhikkhu Bodhi. who is you know, one of our popes on uh, strategy versus ontology. Ont- was that what, it, what, is that what it is? So um, how about if I make that article available to you at the end of the retreat? Because there is strategies, things that we contemplate and open to as strategies for our liberation and other things that are absolutely foundationally true. Both of those things are part of the path, so I'll definitely make that available to you at the end. But now we can tell our, you know, that part of our mind, wow, you are so cool, but not now. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, ask Chitta, what's happening now? Ask intuitive awareness. But that's a great question. You must have been reading our minds. (laughs) One more right there. Yes, where else is it? <laughs> Do you want to answer that? Do you want to answer that? I'm still trying to find my mind. <laughs> <laughs> or whose it is. Whose is it? <laughs> you know, I think it's a great, it's a great inquiry. And I, th- I think whatever we would say or not say is irrelevant to you looking directly at your own experience, right? And, and to take that as an ongoing reflection. Where is the mind? What is the mind? In, in, in Buddhist psychology, mind uh, is located here in the heart, right? which is interesting for if we think mind is here, we, think we tend to associate mind with cognitive functioning. So, um, but to have that as a reflection as you're sitting and you're walking, not as a thinking analytic, but just every now and then you, you just drop the question, what is mind? Where is mind? Is mind in the body? Is body in the mind? Are they two? Are they one? Right? The, 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 these kind of deep reflections, I think, are not served by a quick answer from us, but really from a, you know, this is a, you, this is a lifelong reflection. What is mind? It's this mysterious thing. And what is body and what is the relationship? And are they, are they separate or not? Right? You can find lots of teachings about that. But I think these questions are really ones for us to explore deeply. And certainly for myself, that's an ongoing expression. I don't have a, I could say a lot of things, but I don't have one answer. Right? But there's certainly not two. And I think Ajahn Sumedho, didn't he have a practice of one of his very preliminary practices. And Ajahn uh, Sumedho is one of our spiritual grandfathers. He's a British monk who helped start the Thai forest tradition in the West. And I think one of his preliminary reflections was, who's knowing? Who's knowing or what's knowing? I love that one too. So we have a few announcements. I just want to re-invite people. Of course, it's absolutely optional, but there's two affinity group sits, one for self-identified people of color at 2.30 in the council house where registration happened, and another for queer, trans, LGBTQI relatives uh, at 3.45 in the council house. That's all self identifying people and they're totally optional. 
we just offer those as a place for people to feel totally welcome and totally held by this place and this team. So um, the other, another announcement is about, we're starting group interviews today. And someone asked the question, what do you do? Actually, they're not interviews, they're practice discussions, they're not interviews. And so uh, we um, asked people to come in and it's really about what is happening on this retreat. What is happening on this retreat? You know, what might be working well for you or maybe something that you're struggling with or you have a question about specifically to practice and, you know, practicing in the four postures, lying down, walking, sitting or standing. And um, we usually ask for no cross talk, talk during it, uh, in the beginning at least, and then the um, teacher will help guide how that will work, but not a lot of crosstalk in the beginning. And it's a definite opportunity for practicing wise listening and right speech. So, offer that to us all. And then, um, I think people are, people can have issues with sleeping while we're on retreat because our energy level builds. And if you find yourself not being able to sleep because of the energy level, you can definitely continue to practice in your room or come into the hall at any time. And we ask that people be careful about the noise that you make in your room. Um, there's some noise going on in Upeka, someone who's doing probably excellent exercises, but people are hearing it and it's interfering with sleeping. So just be careful about any type of noise in your room that, because I think those walls are pretty thin and the you know rooms are pretty close together. Oh, and they have hardwood floors in Upeka, and that probably magnifies the sound of it. Yeah. Any other announcements? Yeah, so um, we are actually coming into tick season, and uh, someone did find a tick on them. Um, we do have some ticks do have Lyme's disease, so you want to be very mindful when you're walking out in, in, the, in the grasses. I mean, the grasses are short right now, so there's less... Um, risk, but um, be mindful when you come back to brush off your your clothes, um, and so we don't bring the ticks into the building. Um, if you do find a tick on you, um, please go to see the managers so it can be uh, removed, and we can also analyze the tick. Um, so this is we want to be not afraid, but we want to be mindful if that happens, and not to spread the ticks in here. So one thing I do when I walk, when I'm hiking, if some of you are doing that in lunchtime or whatever, is I tuck my pants into my socks just to make it harder for the ticks to get in. May all ticks be happy and be away from our skin. So I have one uh, couple more things to say about the group meetings, the, the practice discussions. This is not to be heavy-handed, but these are not optional. This is uh, the one time on the retreat where uh, our responsibility is to check in with you, your responsibility is to check in with us so that we're, so that we're not all just kind of drifting about because we really care about how the practice is unfolding for you. And for those of you who are not familiar with the way that we set it up in the groups, they are half of you will be seen today, half of you will be seen tomorrow. And and they'll all be this morning for the half that are being seen today, and I will be in room number two, which is along that little corridor to the left of the bathrooms. Bonnie will be in room number one. Mark will be in the council house where you checked in. And uh, today Tara will be sitting in with me, and she'll be sitting in with the different groups uh, just uh, as a quiet participant in the, in the group today. And... Um, and really, you don't have to be prepared for these. It's just come and we'll, we'll um, talk. Anyway, so have a great day of practice. Anything else? And if there's a very long line at the bathroom, please, if people who are in a group can bow and go to the front of the line yeah. just so we can start the groups on time.
Ashley. Yeah, the groups are posted in the foyer. On the left, there's a wall with all the names. So please check your, that list, all of you today, to make sure you're in a group. And, and if, if, the, if your group conflicts with the, uh, which yoga you are in, you know, with, go to the other yoga. Otherwise, the same configuration. The first yoga, was it the first yoga this side, second yoga in this side? Unless you have a group that conflicts, then go to the opposite. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you.